listening to a Sharesies podcast. Tina Koto Katoa, it's Tuesday, the 27th of July. You are listening to Recap. Today we have a look at the latest update from dual-listed Ike GPS. Westpac gives an update on the sale of its Pacific businesses. And we dive into the latest earnings results from Tesla. Welcome to Recap, I'm Jose Barbosa, I'm a content producer here at Sharesies. And I'm Alice Roundtree, I'm a financial analyst also at Sharesies. We are here to recap some of the events shaping the share markets today so that you can be a more informed investor in around about 10 minutes. We are literally sitting in a studio in Sharesies. We are a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create the most financially empowered generation. But before we get started, here's something to consider. Investing involves risk. You are guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. Please speak to a licensed financial advice provider for advice specific to your financial situation. Let's get into it. Alice, you just said you've got a story for the New Zealand market today. Yes, so Ike GPS released an update of their results for the first quarter of their um, FY22 financial year so that's from April to June. Right so who are Ike GPS? So they are a New Zealand company well they started out in Wellington but they're now actually headquartered over in Colorado but they are listed on the New Zealand Stock Exchange and the Australian Stock Exchange and have a market cap so they're worth around about 158 million dollars. Great stuff. Well, well, what I really want to know, Alice, is what do they actually do? I was sort of skipping around the edges there because it is a little bit um, confusing, well, to me anyway. Um, so they offer hardware and software solutions, which are used by um, electricity, utility and telecom companies. Um, so their customers use their platform to collect, measure and analyse data from their distribution assets, so like power poles and wires and stuff. Mm, okay. Yeah, so so they're used by hundreds of companies in those um, industries that I mentioned. Great. So what happened uh, in their announcement today? So as I said, they released an update on their first quarter of the financial year. Now, one of the main things they talked about were their revenues for the quarter. Great. So what did they say about that, though? So they had revenue in the quarter of $2.6 million, and this was 12% higher than this time last year. Now, their revenue is driven by the number of enterprise customers, so the number of businesses that are subscribing to the Ike platform. Thank you for clarifying enterprise. Whenever someone says enterprise on this, I always just think, oh, it's like Kirk and Spock. They're going to do something. But yeah, enterprise means business. And it yep. took me a long time to realise that. <laughs> um, I see. So, so did they give an indication of how those numbers are looking? Yeah, so they said that it was a strong quarter for new contract wins. Um, and during the quarter, they closed $6.1 million worth of contracts. So that's um, three times the amount um, that they had this time last year. Mm. Um, now, that means that over the last six months, they've signed up $11.5 million worth of contracts, um, which they say is due to the bounce back of the US market from COVID, which is where a lot of their customers are based. Right. And so what that means, well, when they sign up customers on contracts, that indicates they'll bring in revenue, right? So um, Ike has said that the level of new contracts that they've won over these past two quarters give them, quote, um, confidence around the potential for substantial revenue growth in the year ahead. 
Right. So I, uh, what's up next for Ike? And I just want to say I do like it that we can refer to them as Ike. It makes them sound quite friendly. <laughs> hey, Ike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they, they said a couple of things about the company's outlook. Um, one of them was um, that record level of new contracts that they've won. Um, it sets them up for strong revenue growth. Um, another is that their, their opportunity pipeline has increased significantly over the past six months as well. Right, and opportunity pipeline, what, is, what does that mean? So that's probably like the the customers or the potential customers that are, that are out there that they'll be kind of scoping up to as, you know, potential revenue opportunities for the business. Great, thank you for the clarification. Now um, let's move on to the next story. You also had some news about Westpac today. I did. So Westpac, the bank, um, listed on the ASX and NZX as well. Mm-hmm. They gave an update on the sale of its specific businesses this morning. Okay, what was all that about? So it all goes back to December last year where Westpac announced that it's planning on selling um, its two Pacific businesses, so Westpac Fiji and then Westpac, um, their Westpac brand, uh, business in Papua New Guinea. Okay. Um, now the company that was lined up to buy these businesses is Kina Securities. Who are Kina Securities? So they are another ASX listed company. Um, it operates Kina Bank, which is the second largest retail bank in Papua New Guinea. So they were going to pay up to $420 million for um, Westpac specific businesses Mm -hmm. and they received shareholder approval to go ahead with the transactions back in April. Now from there, the deals needed to be approved by regulators in Fiji and Papua New Guinea. Okay, cool. So what did the announcement today say? So Westpac came out this morning to say that a regulator in Papua New Guinea is planning on blocking the sale. Right. So one of the approvals that was needed um, was from Papua New Guinea's Independent Consumer and Competition Commission, or the ICCC. Oh, you unlocked it. It's the acronym slow jam. Yeah. The ICCC. You're not the um, International Cricket Committee, as I learned. Uh, important clarification. That's the ICC. Yeah, nice one. Thank you, Alice. Um, yeah, so the ICCC, um, they released its draft decision today, which indicates it's planning on denying the proposed acquisition. Okay, so what's the relevance of all this? Well, the sale of the Pacific businesses is all part of a wider move from Westpac. Um, so last year, the Australian agency responsible for preventing financial crime, so like money laundering and, and things like that, mm. found that Westpac had breached the anti-money laundering Act and Counter-Terrorism Financing Act in Australia. Right. Um, and Westpac got hit with quite a hefty fine for this. Now, Westpac said that this has been a catalyst for change in the business and it wants to simplify its operations and focus on its core business. And what exactly is its core business as far as they see it? So that's the main banking divisions. Right, um, it's yeah. non-core businesses include things like its wealth management division, um, its insurance businesses and um, the Pacific businesses. Um, as we've been talking about today. Mm. So it's been selling off a number of these businesses. Um, Earlier in the month, Westpac sold its New Zealand life insurance business. Um, In June, it sold its motor vehicle dealer finance and leasing businesses. And then it also recently sold its general insurance businesses. All right. Now, I saw something about the New Zealand businesses as well, right? Yeah, so it undertook a strategic review of the New Zealand business as well. Um, But it's decided to keep that within the group. All right. And what's next from here then? So Kina Bank and Westpac said in the announcement today that they remain committed to the deal and they believe it provides benefits to the people of Papua New Guinea. Um, So they are reviewing the draft um, determination from the regulator 
and they are planning on making further submissions to it um, before the final decision is due in September. Cool, thank you, Alice. Uh, let, let's head over to the States now for our last story, where, as we noted yesterday, uh, it's like some sort of tech-sector-perfect storm. Yeah, so earnings reporting for the second quarter in the US is in full swing. And this week, uh, there's a lot of big tech companies whose earnings we are waiting for. Mm, and right the second, or at least during uh, last night in New Zealand, electric dream maker Tesla was making headlines. Right, so what has Elon Musk done now? Well, uh, actually it's been seen as quite a milestone for the company. This quarter was the first time the car maker's net income has managed to slide past $1 billion US dollars. Uh, the same quarter last year they reported $104 million, so yeah, quite different uh, ends of the spectrum there. And is this all from selling electric cars? Uh, no, Tesla has a couple of strings to their bow. Um, the overall revenue from the part of the company that does make cars came in at $10.2 billion. The company's energy business, that's the bit that makes solar panels and uh, domestic batteries, they reported a 60% increase from the last quarter to $801 million. Their service wing, so that's like their, their retail stores and service fleet, that pulled in a 34% increase to $951 million. Right, I, I sort of forget that they've got those other parts of the business. Um, and did they say anything about the future of the company? Uh, yes, they did uh, highlight some current and future challenges, mainly uh, the strongest being the disruption to supply chains, in particular computer chips. Um, the supply shortages have pushed back the production of Tesla's god-awful-looking Cybertruck to yeah. 2022. Have you, have you seen the Cybertruck? That's you know the, the one that looks like the Transformer, right? It, it does. It sort of looks like an awful bit of modern art. Right. It's a stick on like a fancy <laughs> bar somewhere. Uh, Musk has said the shortage was, quote, quite serious, end quote. Right. So so is that a pretty ordinary earnings call from Musk then? Uh, well, I mean, Musk being Musk, there was some controversy, uh, although fairly minor, I suspect. Um, in this case, he took a couple of swipes at Apple. What did he say? Well, old Muskie claimed Apple used, quote, 100% cobalt, uh, end quote, in their batteries, um, while claiming that Tesla uses actually very little. Um, now, the, if you don't know, the production of cobalt in some countries has been linked to child labour, so that's quite a serious ethical issue. Mm. And then later he made a crack about walled gardens, which is historically what some commentators have called Apple's software platform. Okay, so what's Elon's beef with Apple? Look, I don't know if it's really like a serious beef, but um, there has been speculation in the US media uh, from the likes of CNBC and Bloomberg, for example, that Apple is working on its own self-driving car project and Apple has pied piped a number of engineers and executives from Tesla so yeah, go figure what's happening there. Right so so then Tesla being Tesla was there anything else of interest before we wrap up? Yeah there was uh, a little tip but we do know from an announcement in February that Tesla has uh, 1.5 billion dollars worth of Bitcoin invested as part of their investment portfolio, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. uh, Musk then doubled back on Bitcoin, if you remember, um, casting doubts on, its, on it as a currency, which uh, did strip a lot of value from the crypto cash. Now, that resulted in this earnings call in an extraordinary new way to describe a loss. The company lost $23 million on Bitcoin, calling it a, quote, Bitcoin-related impairment, end quote. Which actually, when I sort of think about it, is probably an accurate way to describe the loss for a $630 billion company. $23 million is the equivalent of me throwing, I don't know, two bucks into one of those claw machines at the movies. <laughs> Missing out on getting in a Monsters, Inc. plush doll. Yeah, yeah. Right, so so what's up for the, ne uh, for the rest of the week then? You said something about Z Energy. 
Uh, yes, Z Energy tomorrow is Z Energy's Investor Day. We didn't talk about Z Energy um, last week. Um, so hopefully we'll cast an eye over that and there might be some uh, interesting news coming out of that. Right. And I guess there's more announcements coming out of the US. There are. So some of those big tech ones, I think, are due out overnight New Zealand time. So um, keep an eye out for those ones. Exciting stuff. And that was Tuesday, the 27th of July. You've been listening to Recap. Uh, thanks, Jose. And thank you for listening in. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a great evening. Matiwa, see you then. See you then.